We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Underdog Superflex Big Board time. It's time to get drafting those quarterbacks. Uh, listeners will know that we tend to uh, leave those quarterbacks a little later at times, but that can really depend on where we're set up with draft slot. We are set up. We're in the queue and we're ready to go. We're waiting for three people to get us kicked off. So we'll find out our draft order. One of the fun things of doing these shows is doing it on the fly and uh, using those draft processes and draft strategies then to try and build that best lineup possible as we go through the roster construction, Superflex, always a lot of fun, Sean, and best ball, even more fun. $500,000 in total prizes available at Underdog Fantasy in the Superflex big board. It's a $10 entry fee. There is $100,000 to first place, 260 team final in this particular, particular uh, kind of iteration of an Underdog Fantasy contest. If you're playing over at Underdog Fantasy, you can use the code RotoViz. That will get you a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 while playing over there on a new account. So, so much fun, Sean. My first Superflex draft over at Underdog this year. I'm looking forward to jumping into it. We talked on the last show about our preferred or our favorite um, landing spot in terms of draft selection. That was in a, a standard format where we are here in Superflex. How are you feeling? Have you enough of a want to get one of those top tier quarterbacks do you want to be early in that first round or are you happy to be kind of mid to late first round and to pick up and uh, try and smash on on two of those elite level talents whether that be wide receiver or running back what we did last season in the ffpc version that was so successful was to take jalen hurts at the end of the first round and then go with a single qb for a long time take four total three either sleeper breakout what have you qbs and that worked well as you know smith in the last round was big for us one of the things here as we kind of get familiar with how this contest is shaping up in the early going we do see that the first five players off the board are qbs that's not a surprise josh allen patrick mahomes jalen hurts justin fields joe burrow then you have justin jefferson sneak in there but then three more quarterbacks justin herbert lamar jackson trevor lawrence I think it would be interesting to hit Lawrence, you know, in the back third of the first round. That might be similar 
to what we did last season. Then you have that early pick in round two. Definitely like those top five quarterbacks. The field you know, has that more or less completely correct. You have that QB star, and then you can build off of it. You have the two, three turn where you have the early pick in the third round. That's a very favorable spot to be in. And then as we kind of look through the rest of the draft, there are some interesting points at the QB position. You have guys like Jared Goff and Geno Smith, QB 15 and 16. They're going around pick 33, 36 in that range. So still very pricey. Then you see the rookies, the potential young stars going off around 60. Bryce Young first, a little bit four. C.J. Stroud at 65, and then you have Anthony Richardson with the immense fantasy potential, but maybe the risk that he doesn't play early in the season going around 72. And then, Colin, you have to look down to our preferred sort of leader targets, Desmond Ritter up to 98 now in the situation where it really does look like the Atlanta Falcons are going to go with him. I would say that's still quite a bit too cheap. And then you have Sam Howell down at 115. So that gives us a feel for where those guys are, where we might need to take them in order to not miss them, and how the overall fit of QBs is going to work in this draft where you're probably going to want three good ones. Yeah, so I'm going to jump in now and tell the listeners that we have got the 102 here, Sean. So it is a situation where you mentioned that we got Jalen Hurts last year at the back end of the draft. He will possibly be available first here at the second pick. Allen Mahomes Hurts tend to be the quarterback scoring in this range. Obviously, you have the option to potentially go with Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. With the 102, it probably is going to be very tricky to pass up one of those quarterbacks, and particularly if it's Hurts uh, or Allen. Exactly, and and we like to play this in a pretty risky fashion, but once you have the pick to take one of the stars, you don't need to be risky. You don't need to be contrarian like you might do on occasion. In the back once half. you have one of those first three picks, uh, and Josh Allen was off the board, but when you have one of those first three, I think you can you know, get into your head a little bit much. I think quarterback makes sense with those options. After that, from the 104 onwards, I'm very much open to, to changing it, but... So, Colin, who do you like here? We have Mahomes or Hurts. I, I, I'm going to go with Hurts, but you can override me. Obviously, you're the controller, but uh, he stu- stood as well last year, Sean, up until the point where he wasn't playing in the, in the money weeks. Uh, but I think that's a, a fine pick there. When we look at it, if you've a, if you've the 101 there, you go in clearly with Allen. Uh, and if I wasn't drafting with you, would you go Mahomes over Hurts? One of the things that we've seen happen in some formats recently is that once the Bills announced that they were going to try to avoid some of these hits on Josh Allen, then you saw Jalen Hurts jump up to that top spot. I think when you're looking at those three guys, you have a variety of types of risk with Allen where he can have a weaker passing season like he did last year where the accuracy just isn't there on some of the passes. Now, he could have still had huge numbers if they had connected on a few of the long passes that were there. So, even when he plays poorly, his ceiling is such that, I mean, you're talking about a super high floor, super high ceiling. The risk of injury, and one of the reasons that they don't want to take so many hits is because he did injure his arm last season and then didn't pass as effectively. They don't want that to happen. We tend to think of in terms of hurting the legs, not being able to run. But obviously Jalen Hurts was out as well with an upper body injury, that shoulder. Those two players, I think, do probably have the most seasonal upside probably the most individual game upside Patrick Mahomes probably is quite a bit safer much less likely to be injured 
than they are. And so that is going to factor in for you when you consider that for someone who doesn't run a ton and he does add a little bit of rushing value, I mean, again, his floor and ceiling just so, so high. And you mentioned as well on the other side uh, when we were starting with Trevor Lawrence being an option, he did go 108 in this. He went one selection ahead of Jamar Chase. I think interesting you know, when drafts play out at the end to look through some of the potential options of where teams could have went different, depending on how quarterbacks fall in this draft. We are now at the back end into the start of the second round. It's been Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Kurt Cousins to a Tonga via Lois. So there's a lot of quarterbacks rolling off the board here. But that also is getting the advantage of one of those quarterbacks in the first three picks. You also then see the players get pushed down in terms of the wide receivers that would normally be going there, the running backs. So the likes of Cooper Cup still on the board, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Then you're into Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb. So lots of options going to be here for us when it gets back to our selection in six picks time. Stefan Diggs off the board. I really like, obviously, waiting on quarterback in these situations when you're at the back end of the draft because in those situations, you could load up on two of those names that I have just mentioned. But when you do have the top, top end of the quarterbacks with those first three selections to be able then to have your options to to set up here with one of these high-end options is, is something that I'm really looking forward to. The interesting part I noticed, Sean, you do not have A.J. Brown starred in the queue here as we move forward. Is that more a case of just the, the price of stacking those two guys together? Um, you know, I think at this range, you're right at ADP. He may not even last to us, but any interest in pairing those two guys together? Or are you looking more towards Cooper Cup? Or is that just an oversight, as you know, Adam, to the queue? A little bit of an oversight. But I, I think that he is mildly overvalued. Again, we talk about different ways that you can create these stacks. One of the things that we have done is to pair Washington Commander and Atlanta Falcons guys with the really cheap QBs late. He is still available here, as is Jonathan Taylor, Colin, which direction do you want to go? I mean, you can add A.J. Brown here, and you have those two guys together? Yeah, I'm open to the A.J. Brown pick, and I also there is one person having two selections before it gets back to us, but I do think that Eckler or Taylor will be available to us at the next pick as well, so I'm I'm willing to go that way. I would love if John and Taylor mix it back to us here at, at this point. Now, I don't expect that, but I, I'm hoping that you know, Eck, uh, Eckler or Taylor will be here. Preference, obviously, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Uh, who goes off the board on that next selection. Um, what's your thoughts here if both running backs go? We obviously have 30 seconds to to make that pick. Garrett Wilson was the pick off the board. I, I'm quite happy again, and we talked about this in a recent show. I think Eckler is vastly undervalued, but we also have the option here of C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams in, in the mix as well. I made the last kind of push for A.J. Brown, so I'll let you take the wheel here. This is so tricky because we know these drafts are going to be very wide receiver heavy. We want to get that base we already have a team with Austin Eckler. We have some sneaky running back options that we like that we haven't been able to load up on so far. Let's go ahead and focus on those guys. We'll get Lamb here. That gives us the elite one-two punch at receiver to go with Jalen Hurts, building a, a fantastic floor. Positionally, we're in good shape. We're going to be able to avoid both those QB runs and the wide receiver avalanche. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is another draft where running backs really fall. You look at the board currently, and even with Bijan going right there, for the next five picks by ADP would be running backs. We have Saquon Barkley. So again, Eckler falling. I was chatting with Connor this weekend, and we both agreed, kind of like we talked about on our show, that Eckler's 
floor and ceiling profile, the talent profile still there. And it doesn't matter that much really where he goes. And one of the things that might be actually the worst for him would be to stay there if they move away from some of these dump off passes and try and get a big back in to take away those types of carries that he has, I wouldn't say struggled with, but it's definitely not his strong suit compared to some of the other elite running backs in the NFL. There are a lot of teams that Eckler could go to and his fantasy outlook would improve. And so from that perspective, I think that what we're seeing in drafts right now doesn't make that much sense. All you have to do is think back to what he did at the end of last season to see the upside. He does go at the 308, which is pick 32. And I just think, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try and get Eckler when he's at those prices as much as, as much as we can, but I, I like the lamp pick. I like obviously to get those wide receivers as much as possible. So I'm, I'm delighted with our start here of Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, CD lamb. We do have 10 picks to go to our next selection. It's obviously when we're doing these shows, there can be a lot of time when you're this far away that talking about the players that are potentially available can be quite a tricky scenario, but looking forward to who's available there based on the start. And I know, we could have Eckler in this team, but you mentioned the running backs getting pushed down. As we look through it, there is obviously a lot of purple on the board, which is the quarterback position, but a, a lot of wide receivers off the board. And I would expect that to continue. So we may even see some running backs potentially pushed down towards us. And I want to say it again, Sean, Kyler Murray goes a pick 38 in this 402. I just continue to think that Kyler Murray is a, a bargain at this particular point of the season. Russell Wilson goes two picks after that. We are now, Sean, about six picks away. Some some tasty options available here for us on the, the overall board. But to give a listen, the listeners an idea of who has gone since our last selection, it was Devontae Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Bijan Robinson, Saquon Barkley, Devontae Smith, Austin Eckler, Geno Smith. Then we get Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins, Kenneth Walker, Derek Henry, Kyler Murray, Nick Chubb, Russell Wilson, Josh Jacobs. That brings us up to pick 42, which is on the clock now. We are four selections away as Chris Olave goes off the board. Sean, Tony Pollard, Travis Etienne, Ramondre Stevenson, Debo Samuel, some tight end options available potentially here. We will have two picks in the space of four selections. So we're kind of trying to pair up a couple of these options. Also the range where DeAndre Hopkins goes, who we drafted recently. Also the range where DK Metcalf goes. Who are you looking at at this particular point in, in time as your dream two, I guess we'll say? Yeah, it's tough because... There are huge advantages to being early in the draft. You see some of these values who have fallen into mid-round four. And I mean, there's massive tier breaks really between those particular players and who we're going to get to pick from. The pick 41 was Josh Jacobs had a fantastic season last year. Looks set up very well again. Chris Olave lasting to pick 42. I think that is surprising when you think about how fantastic he was right off the bat. The metrics just you know, through the roof, you hear a lot of talk about where he was, both commanding targets, the targets per route, and then the efficiency, the yards per target side of that, and doing that in an offense that wasn't that great. So Colin, we're up, Tony Pollard goes, Travis Etienne or Mondre Stevenson, this would be a fun spot to get a running back. Do you have a preference between those two guys? No strong preference for either of them, so I'll let you toss it up here. I'm hoping to have a fair amount of both of these guys this season, so... You go with Stevenson. I kind of have just Stevenson feels to me like he is more somebody who has come in and you know step forward each season. It's it's improving. It's in the right trajectory. Whereas with uh, Etienne, it feels like you know there's been a couple of setbacks. He hasn't been fully healthy. He's been in. He's been out. When he's been in and used, he has looked 
just absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, Stevenson feels a little bit more um, of the ascending pick, and that feels a little bit weird to say because they're they're obviously both very young running backs. ETN does go in the next selection. One more pick before it gets back to us, Sean. I'm, I'm quite interested in the the tight ends available here, and Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson, but Debo Samuel also there, uh, and Jerry Judy also somebody who you have in the queue. But it feels to me like Samuel are one of the tight ends here. Yeah, you let me select Judy. No need for the selection times. now, Sean. Debo Samuel off the board. <laughs> he, uh, Judy, I think, is is the value here. He's the direction I would go uh, drafting by myself. But I'm going to end up with a lot of Judy, so don't necessarily need him. Mark Andrews, this is right about ADP. Again, another player I was talking with, Connor, about. Uh, this seems like a slam dunk. So many different ways that he can be the league winner here. Obviously, we love TJ Hawkinson. He's one of the players who really panned out for us last season, both overall and then helping our specific best ball teams down the stretch after he makes that transition to the Minnesota Vikings. The target percentage just explodes. And you see what he can really do when he is a dedicated option in the offense. You also kind of see where the number two, number three targets in that passing game really are. The concern, I think, for him would simply be that if they do bring in a more dynamic number two, then you drop down at least to an extent. The other element here in a half PPR where so much of his value does come as a target hog in the way at least that they ran the offense down the stretch in 2022 is that Mark Andrews probably still a, a much more dynamic tight end. We watched him do it with a backup in 2021. We watched him do it as the main guy with Lamar Jackson in the first half of 2022. If you don't have that weak finish last season that was due to a variety of circumstances, which could occur again, but I think you're getting such a discount due to that when we have witnessed Andrews for significant time periods over the last couple of years as being competitive with or better than Travis Kelsey when we think to Travis Kelsey in 2023. Obviously, he's a draft target, and yet at the same time, even though the Chiefs lose Juju Smith-Schuster, you have to imagine that they have some plans for the NFL draft. They may still make some moves when we get some more cuts. They're going to have similar or better receiving options. You have Sky Moore who could emerge. You have Kadarius Tony who could emerge again. Travis Kelsey should be the number one guy, but if we go through a time period or if Mark Andrews is the tournament winner as he was in 2021, I don't think that will be a surprise. Even though this is super flex, and so you're dealing with different ADPs to get him at pick 50, I think is perfect for this team because there just aren't that many difference makers at tight end. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com And you mentioned Sean the slow kind of finish the season. He did have a quite electric start in those first kind of six weeks, and then he had a, a dud with um, zero receptions. And after that, it was a lot quieter. But yeah, still, still big things I think in the forecast for Mark Andrews moving forward. You mentioned Jerry Judy, and he is somebody who we have talked about a few times. We drafted in the, the last underdog draft we did in the the past week. He goes at pick sixty two, which is the six oh two. And I think you know again that being a, a really extreme value there i mentioned you know debo samuel going off the board just before that and then we mentioned the two tight ends you do get almost uh, a round of discount then after that on jerry judy in terms of where you're ranking judy this year have you him right up there with debo and above those tight ends you mentioned if we were going solo you felt he was the the value here you're just on mute sean I think his ability to command targets in a passing game that will be improved. I mean, he's just so clearly the guy at this point there. Debo Samuel, a much bigger talent still, a more physical back. And I say back because of all the different things that he can do for that offense. And yet they're going to have some quarterback issues again. Not quarterback issues to the same extent that the Broncos have just because the Broncos have Russell Wilson. But you have that element. You have so much competition for the touches. I love Debo Samuel. I'll be getting plenty of him, but I think that Jerry Judy is going to be one of those guys who at this point next season is being drafted among the top 10 wide receivers. We come to a very nice area of the draft right here. Drake London goes at the 609. We have the 611. Christian Watson, Michael Pittman, Keenan Allen, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Keenan Allen, someone we've talked about as well, where the whole situation with these guys getting knocked in the Chargers offense, a little bit surprising. Yeah, and Keenan Allen is somebody we've talked about a lot and haven't drafted. So uh, as much as I would like to go for Watson here, I think we'll go with Keenan Allen. I think that's the... Well, if you want yeah. Watson, I mean, it works well <laughs> to take the value there. He's a player who generally is going about eight picks earlier. Keenan Allen, someone who probably will fall through. You can't guarantee that, but Christian Love Kirk, that. Michael Pittman... The couple guys in between. So Gibbs goes at pick 73. Allen is still here. 
Colin, I mean, Michael Pittman as well, a player who... Correctly, correctly priced this year versus overpriced last year. Yes, and still a good player, a good value at that price. So we will go Keenan Allen and call him through seven rounds. We have Jalen Hurts, Ramondre Stevenson, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Christian Watson, Keenan Allen, and Mark Andrews. For me, that's the perfect structure. That's the perfect roster through seven picks. Love the uh, reverse psychology there that worked. I was like, you know, trying to give Sean his Keenan Allen pick that we haven't gone for recently. And we get, uh, yeah, we get Allen and Watson, which has worked out quite nice there. Obviously, when you're on the, the 32nd clock, there's not a huge amount of time when you're at the turns. I, I like being at the turns in those situations because we have time then after to talk about what has happened. Quarterback going in that range, Sean, and I touched him on, on the recent show as well as Kenny Pickett. He went there. I think he is one of those when you're starting to look at getting that second quarterback potentially i do think he is in that range for me if i haven't got a quarterback in that first round he's where i start now to to look ahead some of the players though that are in the queue who could make this team even more interesting i think because we took mark andrews maybe not as essential now in these next couple of rounds but if he was to fall back to us which may be a bit tricky there is 16 selections to go before it does come back to us. Kyle Pitts is in there. J.K. Dobbins, the other tight end, though, that it was there is Dallas Goddard. So lots of options, Sean, here for us moving forward. I- I'm quite excited. It'd be amazing if somebody like a DeAndre Swift would fall down to us. I'm not really expecting that to happen. That would be about 10 picks after ADP. But we will have lots of options at these next couple of picks, which is always a good feeling when you mentioned the structure we have after those seven picks that their structure is going to allow us a lot of flexibility here as we move forward. It feels like there is going to be no real pressure on us at any point to make a very, very specific move. It feels like we'll be able to to go with the the picks and the, you know, the best players available that we want to go with. So I, I'm pretty positive here as we move forward. 11 picks away, I think it's too, it's too early, Sean, to start getting our, our hopes up here on, on who might slide to us. But are you into that range of potentially looking for that second quarterback the next pick will be around that uh, desmond ritter range it will we have pick 95 he's going around pick 98 with ritter you have someone who when you look at his last couple of years there at cincinnati very similar rushing lines to what people are excited about for anthony richardson now we know he's not the same level of physical talent because no one is And yet Desmond Ritter's athleticism was one of the things that just didn't get nearly enough attention in last year's draft process. Someone who shouldn't have fallen as late in the reality draft as he did. That doesn't mean he's going to necessarily hit with the Atlanta Falcons, not an elite passer. And that offense can be tricky to run because Arthur Smith asks you to do a lot of run, run pass, puts you in a lot of third downs. That's not really where you want to be as a quarterback. And so it's not to say that he's any type of no brainer, to hit and be a big star this season but there are a lot of positives with his game especially at this price the tricky thing column as we look forward a little bit here is how do we manage the sam howell pick who comes in at 115 do we go ahead and take that selection at 98 or do we hope that it swings all the way back through one of the things that makes it a little bit trickier today is that there's some reporting that the Titans are a team that could potentially look to go in the direction of moving up to the third overall pick. That would make Ryan Tannehill, who's a little bit of a safety quarterback here, 
a little bit trickier. The other element that we're looking at, every team has two QBs at this point, except for the 101. So this team picking in between us here has a shot at whichever quarterback we don't take. But the good part of that is that they don't pick again before our next selection. Of course, all the other teams do. Looking here at 95, this is Desmond Ritter, right? Yeah, Desmond Ritter will take him. I, I was very tempted there, Sean. I don't know if people are watching this on video. They'll have seen me kind of throw my head back in a kind of a sadness, maybe even a rage. But uh, DeAndre Swift did go one pick ahead. Would you have been willing, and I feel like maybe with what we're talking about, you wouldn't have been willing in, in hindsight, I think, looking at the running backs. They have a, a three running back team at that point with one quarterback. They do take Brock Purdy, probably would have taken Desmond Ritter there at that point. Would you have, I'm pretty sure we would have went Ritter and hoped that Swift made it back to us, but Swift going at pick 94, I felt like, you know, making it a little bit further would have been nice. We are back on the clock, Sean. We do have options. We could potentially go with our Sam Howell pick and lock up the quarterback position. Is there anyone after Howell that you're interested in? He is, for me, in quite a tier, unless we look at rookies above the, the rest of the guys available. Yeah, I think he's the last really interesting quarterback. And so even though it's a pretty big reach by ADP, it just creates the perfect style of team to select him here, to have Jalen Hurts, to have Desmond Ritter, to have Sam Howell. If Ritter and Howell start, then you have three rushing quarterbacks. I think to load up on those two guys at this time of the season makes sense. Now you're taking on some risk. You may have some teams that you look back and say, well, that team is more or less dead because we didn't get the starting spot from that player. As we get closer to the season and their starting jobs become more cemented, they're going to get more and more expensive because they have fantastic fantasy profiles. That's the thing when you look at the two rookie quarterbacks. And when I say the two rookie quarterbacks, looking there at Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, the two rookie quarterbacks who we would anticipate actually playing and probably playing almost from week one, two quarterbacks who are much more expensive. They've got to go through the rookie learning pings. And at the same time, they actually have to be good fantasy quarterbacks for them to make a difference for you. That's the element of it that I think people aren't really looking at. And that's been our sort of refrain with Ritter and Howell since day one is that if they do play, they have, the perfect fantasy profile. Sam Howell ran for far more yards in his final season than Anthony Richardson did in his lone start last season. He has a game where he has 35 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Yeah, lots he could of, go lots in, of upside. He could play yeah. in the first month. He could get benched. You don't have any of those points. Having the guy out there actually starting, actually playing is the key. And yet this is the way that you're going to win tournaments by having these cheap guys who can actually score points and column again that was the thing that that won last year with jalen hurts a little bit different scenario obviously because he's going in the qb window as opposed to late but someone who made a huge leap justin fields the guy that we recommended as maybe the most important player he was our highest rostered qb through the first month that looked disastrous and then he comes on and now he's a top five pick overall you want to get some of these guys before they have completely proven themselves otherwise there's nowhere for them to go really other than getting injured and going down I like how we're set up here. Yeah, really like it. Uh, you mentioned to being above ADP. It is like no, it's kind of 14, 15 picks. We take him a pick 98, uh, it goes 115. It's not a, a drastic reach. And I think in Superflex, the ADP can be 
know from draft to draft can change so much i think we're probably single-handedly sean increasing sam house adp at this point whether it's between us or the the road of his ot uh community here as they draft as well but the likes of baker mayfield is at the 112 um which is the 1004 um Ryan Tannehill went off the board Brock Purdy went off the board I think when you're in this range I'm much more likely to go for the upside versus you know the the safety off a, a Mayfield or for example a Tannehill but I, I think both could be interesting you mentioned that some of the potential question marks around Tannehill here as we move forward but the team is shaping up nicely we are three picks away we're gonna have two selections Sean we are picking here at the 119 Jahan Dodson is potentially available there's one more pick to go he is adp of 108 will our dreams come true don't 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 really hurt me and take somebody else ahead of him but who are we going to take sean here at the at the selection he does get to us obviously he is a nice fit with sam howell we will get the sam howell stack to pull the trigger there that gets us to five wide receivers all of whom have a ton of upside well, one of the nice things about going wide receiver early is that it formed that sort of flotilla of receivers that you need to win this type of format. And we know we're going to get some shots at interesting running backs late. Penny almost fell back to us. Rashad White almost fell back to us. They didn't, but that gives you an example of some of the guys who are right in that range. Here, Khalil Herbert, the top guy by ADP. AJ Dillon, an option. Damian Harris, an option. I think I think Herbert's the the pick here, unless you want to overrule me. So we go with Herbert there. His metrics last season at the very top of the NFL in terms of broken tackle rate, the yards after contact. He was the guy who was so explosive for the Bears and allowed them to move David Montgomery and. Montgomery, as we've mentioned a few times, probably a little bit undervalued at this point. But now that you have this one-two punch with Herbert, with Deontay Foreman, that with a rushing QB, you're going to expect those guys to be extremely efficient, even if you do run into some problems where Justin Fields takes some of these rushing touchdowns. One of the things I was surprised about, and just in terms of thinking through it, when I wrote the Deontay Foreman free agency article was how many of the in-close touches fields had really taken in that offense and how little herbert had really been involved with that that doesn't mean that it won't evolve next season obviously the bears in the same position as so many of these other teams who have an elite rushing qb where they're probably going to try and knock that down a little bit one of the reasons that Fields sat in week 18 was that the Bears didn't want to win that game, which was very smart on their part. But the reason that they had a lot of cover for that is that Justin Fields had the living daylights beaten out of him by that point. And so when they say, okay, we're going to not allow him to play in the final week, get a look at some other guys, make sure he's healthy going the next season, that made sense for everyone yeah, and that was the case. And I think a lot of the Russian quarterbacks will see some changes. But yeah, interested to see how the Bears and as a Packers fan, that's that's a tough thing to say. I think there could be a lot of fun this year with DJ Moore in town. Sean, we are going to put a pin in it there for this episode. We have 11 picks made. We have nine more to go. Team is looking pretty loaded. So I'm excited to wrap up the draft here as we move forward. Get our favorite lit round picks on the next episode. Sean Siegel's favorite lit round selections. That's what's coming up 
in part two. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at OverTimArden. My co-host, as always, is Sean Siegel. Check out all of Sean's work on rotoviz.com. And until we are back, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>